I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. Once again, just a quick thank you to those of you who see me on the street and tell me that you're loving the show, giving me positive words. You guys mean the world to me. I love this hobby, and I love you. And I love my guest because she was so much fun. Her name is Lorraine Stites, currently working for the Eagles. Uh, heard of them, fan of theirs. If you're a fan of this show, I'm guessing there's a 99% chance you are an Eagles fan. So we get into that and a whole lot before it. You know, she worked for uh, Miss America. She's had her ups and downs in her educational life and how she fought through it. It's a good inspirational story. And she's my new friend. Great person, a whole lot of fun, and uh, be on the lookout for some upcoming episodes with Dan Morrow, Trisha Donio, Christine Ezzi, uh, Cassie from Main Street, Razor's Edge, Mackenzie and Yates, all those good people. And for now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my new friend, Lorraine Stites. <laughs> Be quiet, Lorraine. I know. You have to wait until we record. I'm so excited. I could tell. You've just you've just given up me solid gold, and you've given it to nobody else because we weren't even recording. I'll talk forever. It's fine. Yeah. We'll keep you You're worried about really being excited. interesting? I, yeah, I mean. I'm, I think it can be all right. I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. I'm just an over-caffeinated over mother. <laughs> well, I offered you a brew, but you went with the... I was uh, like, um, no, I'll take my coffee, please. Did you go to Cassiano's? I didn't. But everybody should go to Cassiano's because it's the best coffee place on the planet. Yeah, I plug it all the time. Tracy's my girl. Tracy? Is yes. The, is Tracy your girl? You walk in and she's like, yeah, you are your usual. I'm like, yes. Tracy's one of the people that convinced me to get tattoos. You should interview Tracy because she's magnificent. I, You are absolutely right about yes. that. I love Linda. Don't get me wrong. I already interviewed her. I love her mom, too. She's great, but you oh, got to interview Tracy for sure. You are so right about that. <laughs> I am so curious what Tracy has to say. Tracy could probably tell you what everybody in Hamilton drinks. You know It could what? be like a legit segment. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good idea. And, I know. And you know what? The other day on Saturday. That's why I work in the marketing department. Oh. Just full of you're ideas. A real pro. For real. I went in there on Saturday, mm-hmm. four months ago, yeah. and it was my cheat day on my meal. And I just told her, I was like, "It's nice to have cheat days. I cheat every day." Do you? What's I it just like? don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm giving up. <laughs> I think my husband loves me. It's been 11 years. Oh, so you're good. I. You know what? Maybe you're, you're not. Off the market. Maybe it's should, official. Maybe I should start caring. <laughs> no, I think. I maybe don't know. maybe for health. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Yeah, you but, gotta you gotta indulge at coffee. Yeah, and I indulge I did. I told her, I was like, Tracy, it's my cheat day. Carmel Cassianos are where it's at. Well, that's what Lisa gets. Maybe I'll get free coffees out of this podcast. I haven't gotten any Did you any hear that, yet. Linda? I, I haven't you. gotten any, Linda. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I think she gave something to Lisa just the other day. No, I take it awesome. back. She's the best. She's awesome. She's actually one of the first people here in Hamilton to like welcome me in and yeah. make me feel like part of the town. So People here are very warm. I feel like... Um, I never got so, to my cheat day, by the way. Oh, man. My husband's not from Hamilton either. And when we first started dating, like people would be like, oh, what's your last name? And he was like, why does everybody care about like my last name? And I'm like, dude, like it's a small town. Like everybody just wants to know your last name, see who you're related to and find some kind of common ground to talk to you. Have you experienced that too? Have I experienced yeah. that? I think everyone knows that my last name is not a familiar one. <laughs> I mean, I do you know, everyone knew your me before like, I even came in. Like, my maiden name Stites, and what is... Stites, it's so, so similar, I was like, right? mm, that's very similar. I know. So, uh, that like, that you, was rare. You could maybe be, like, related or something. Yeah. But, you but know my what? Husband's You're from, from Germany. Germany. I don't think so. I'm not. Like, I was born overseas. My father was in the Army. Um, so when he was stationed in Augsburg, my mom was pregnant with me, and I was born overseas. Okay. So we lived in Augsburg, Germany, until I think I was about three and a half. Um, we came back to the States, and her mother, Anna, and her father, Mike, lived in Hamilton, which is where she grew up. Both of her parents' families are from town, too, just decades and decades of... Um, what did Elena Lambardelli call this? The um, we are the, the, gri- the no no the blood, the blood of, of the, the blueberry. blueberry. We're I gonna make those that shirts. I've achieved that. I think I've achieved that. And because we're both graphic designers, we should definitely get on that, Elena. So call me. We're gonna make some blood of blueberry teas. Yeah, shout out to my most <laughs> popular guest of all time. She's wonderful, Elena Lambardelli. Beautiful on the inside and out. Oh, she's the best. Yes, I was born in Augsburg, Germany, and um, as far as I understand, my mom said I could speak a little bit of German. Um, she learned in the coffee shop when she was there. That was the last time I was out of the country. Oh, you you don't go back and visit? Like, no. 
No. You're full Hamiltonian? One day. Maybe. Yes. So, um, I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but I called my mom. Well, I see your notes there, <laughs> and they are looking deep. And I was like, all right, well, you know, both of my grandparents on, so let me explain. My mom's side of the family is really the only side of the family that we had a very close relationship to. So my father even, like, adopted them as his, like, second parents, too. So that's really all we knew when we were celebrating holidays and stuff was my mom's Italian side of the family. So it was, like, mm. just very deep-rooted in town and um, Italian culture. So it's, like, manja manja, eat all the time, cook all the time. Like, that's just how my mom's family is. Um, a lot of pasta, huh? A lot of pasta. Mm. All the meatballs. Delicious carbs. Um, so I got some notes from my mom because I was kind of interested. And I was, like, you know, hey, mom, I'm like, tell me about, like how you know your family got here and she said well your my great-grandfather came here and this would be her father's father his name was i kept saying marion and she was like no it's marion you're saying it wrong so i was like all right fine <laughs> and when you say here you mean straight to hamilton right so he actually he he did he came to hamilton we don't know why but he worked in philadelphia too he had cousins in philly that had a bakery so he um baked for a while um, but he was one of the early members of the Sons of Italy, and he was one of the starters of the St. John Society. I think he was named, she said that he was named after the Blessed Mother because it was December 8th and it was the Immaculate Conception. So his son, Paul, is my grandmother's father. Um, so that was on her father's side. Now, her mother's side of the family has more interesting story because um, they were actually, they lived in Pleasantville. And they had three daughters who, was born, who were born in Pleasantville. Susie, which is my great-grandmother, um, Grazia, and Mima. And what happened is they lived here for about, I guess, eight years. And then they decided to go back to Italy. They went back to Italy. And then my grandmother, Susie, came back when she was 16 to make money for the family to send money home so they could come back. Nobody else came back. She was the only one that came here and stayed. But she actually, her whole name was Susie, Susie Mazio. So she's related to... Jack Mazio? Yes. So hey, the photographer. Yes. So Jack's father, John, Johnny, and Susie are first cousins. So she actually lived with Johnny's father. So it would be great-grandfather. Right on. So she ended up li staying with them. Um, she was previously a nanny, and I guess she was having a really hard time with it. Didn't enjoy it. So she came to Hamilton. She started working in one of the clothing factories. So did my grandfather, Paul, and that's where they met each other. They met each other in a clothing factory here in Hamilton. Um, and then they, I guess they had dated for just a year or two, got married, started a family, and they had my grandmother, Anna Morano. Uh, her maiden name's Presti. And then uh, Phyllis is her sister who passed. So, so you're pretty proud of your family yeah, lineage it's, here it's in Hamilton. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, it's very, very cool. Um, Are you a lifer here? I love this town. Yeah. Just because it's super family oriented. I I know it sounds silly, but like I don't worry as much here as I would worry anywhere else. Where, what do you think you would worry about? I don't know. I think it's just what I know. Are you know? normally a worrier? Totally. <laughs> like yeah. Super, yeah. Like super anxious. Um, I love knowing who everybody is and having that common ground. Um, yeah, so you were asking me about my last name, like uh, what people say. It, it didn't matter. I was on like the front page of the newspaper before right. I even got here. Yes, because you bought Reed Preschool. Yeah. I mean, Miss Dina's legendary. Uh, you know, I think I've heard that once or twice. I mean, you know her. Like, yeah. You bought the place from her, right? I sure did. You learned how to swim in your backyard. You did? I did. And yeah. uh, I failed at preschool here because I didn't want to nap. Did you say you failed? No, I didn't really fail. <laughs> I just wouldn't take naps. <laughs> Nobody takes so naps. So Miss Dina was like, I really love Lorraine to my mom, but I can't do this every day. I'm holding her at nap time. So um, I finished preschool at like this place called New Horizons. No way, like, you really the, did. I really did. So Miss Dina is the best. We've done music and me classes with her. Like, me too. Previously with our kids. Yeah. She's just a super sweet, outgoing She's going to be on person. here one day. <clears throat> yeah, Miss Dina. I don't care if you say no, Miss Dina. You're coming. <laughs> exactly. No, we're, we've, we're making a deal. We're working it out. Yeah. So that's going to be a big one for me. Exactly. Yeah. So Everyone I guess loves Miss Dina. She's the best. Uh, I'm trying to think of more family stuff. So my grandpa, my grandma married into the Morano family, Mike Morano. 
And his father had a business called J. Morano and Sons that was off of, uh, I'm really bad at this. I don't know my roads in town. You live here your whole life? <laughs> I, I mean, besides those, it's those four years in Germany. Yeah. Ag Harbor Road, out South Ag Harbor Road intersection. It's where GPS. Like, yeah. It, it's the problem. <laughs> so that was like my first job. We, you know, it was nice. Like you didn't really get a choice at like 13. You started working for the family. Um, but it was my grandfather and his brothers that had the store and it was a paper and cleaning supply company. And it was, it was fun. So do you have a lot of family currently around town? Yeah. Like all over the place. Yes. That's why I married out of town. Not really sure who I'm related to. <laughs> And what does your husband think of this this land? He's funny because, like, when we first got married, he would just get so offended. Like, what? Like, why does everybody ask so many questions? And, you know, they hear my last name and Griffiths, and they're like, where are you from? And then he's like, I'll say, like, Upper Deerfield. And they're like, where is that? And he's like, um... It's near Bridgeton. And he's like, and then I get the eyes, like, oh, Bridgeton. He's like, <laughs> I listen. Know those eyes. Yeah, he's like, listen, it's, you know, it was a farmland area. Um, so, but he's used to it now, and I think he embraces it. Like, he likes everything that the, ta- the town offers for the children. And for oh, my gosh. It's the best place to raise it really kids. Is. I absolutely awesome. love it. Where and else can you go find, like, imported Italian cheeses, too? Like, Bagliani's fantastic. It's amazing. We have so many like <laughs> top of the line things mm. packed into this tiny, tiny town. Yeah. I mean, I work in Philly and they'll talk about the Italian market and I'm like, I have one right in town. Like, it's not as big, but literally we have everything. That one in Philly is ginormous. I know. I, it's like not even really comparable, but. Yeah. But in, like, but in heart, but in heart, it's <laughs> yeah. all here, baby. <laughs> yes, that's it's right. It's all here. Exactly. So your kids, what if your kids decide to move out? They'll come back, right? I hope so. Who knows? Maybe they'll go away and they'll be like super successful and I'll be really proud. Yeah, I guess that's what <laughs> that's know. what mom should do, right? Yeah. I know. And I think about my own kids. I'm like, don't do it. You know, like an adolescent, like everybody gets that teenage angst where they're like, I just want to get out of here. I want to Do you know my campers? Big. I have their 14 and they're just like, <laughs> they're like Hamilton is lame. It's lame here. Yeah. No, it's not, buddy. Like, wait till you. you like go somewhere else and you see it's not as warm and fuzzy. Yeah. No, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. Please, sorry about the sniffling. I have like a cold. <laughs> I forgive you. I know. You're the I first. I feel so bad. I'm you, like. <laughs> we're making history here as this is the first podcast. I can see my breath as I'm talking to you. It's really cold, but I have coffee, so I'm, I'm fine. Let me tell you something, Lorraine. You would much prefer this than when it was here during summertime. Oh, no. I don't think I'd want that. I got a vent up there, but uh, yeah, still gets a little toasty. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? It's all good. Yeah. I like your pop art signs, though. They're awesome. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Very cool. Hobby Lobby. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, I designed this. And see uh, Sue Murder from the gallery, the local gallery. She gave I've me those. I've had to meet her, posts. but I've heard like super amazing things about her. She's and incredible. How talented she is. But yeah. I've seen her work on, you know, people, and it is incredible. Yeah, you got to see it in person, though. In person, that's, that's what's up. So, okay. You eventually, just to fast forward and then rewind, sure. you, work, you work for the Eagles. I do. Kind of a big deal around here yeah super big deal like um, Hamilton loves football yeah I have to love football because I live here now <laughs> you better yeah I'm um, Sunday nights Sunday days are uh, <laughs> packed for me now you do graphic design I do graphic design and you went to school for that yes and I know that some people told you you couldn't do it yeah I what's so, up with that I know right um I'm not gonna drop names or I had a counselor he slash she who was really tough on me my, like, junior year of high school, and they looked at my grades, and they were like, there's no way, like, you're going to get into a four-year college. Like, maybe you should try a two-year school. If you're lucky, like, walk on. What? Seriously. Wait and a minute. I know. It's super sad because educators, right, like, you're supposed to motivate and inspire kids to do better. And yeah. I think what what was missing at that time, which now I think people are more acceptable um, to what's going on other than just school with kids, they're becoming more interested in their home life, how things are panning out. If their grades are dropping, I feel like even our kids, like teachers have said, you know, like we have technology now where they, we can get a message like, hey, you know, Ava didn't do so hot on this test. Is she feeling okay? Like everything all right? Like people constantly check in. 
I feel like our generation, we're the same age, right? Like 30, yeah, 36. 36. Xennials. Um, <laughs> whatever yeah. that is supposed to be. Rad. That's what it is. We are totally rad. We are rad. Um, we say so. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I had a lot going on when I was 17 years old. You know, like my mom was a single parent. Um, so she was working several jobs to like make money for us and it sounds ridiculous people i don't think necessarily knew sorry I didn't know that's okay can we silence that you got it thanks Lorraine. um i don't think people necessarily knew because we didn't talk about it like there was like a stigma like i didn't know many people yet at that age who had divorced parents my mom really provided in the sense that she worked as much as she could to give us everything she had so there were certain nights that she had to go to work at like a diner or she was going to the gym, and that was her second job, and she worked at a law firm during the day. But when she left, I had to take care of my two little sisters. So my focus was coming home, doing my homework, getting my sisters um, fed, helping them do their homework, helping them get them ready to bed. Like, basically being a parent because that's just what I had to do because my mom needed to do what she had to do to make ends meet. So my grades did start slipping because I had too much stuff on my plate. Um... So when I heard that, like, come out of, you know, my counselor's mouth, I was so, like, devastated. You're, like, 17 years old. People are already, like, early applications to college. I had no idea what I wanted to do with myself. You're talking I, about stuff that, inf- that impacts the rest of your life. Right. And I, I remember, like, being so upset. And I was in sculpture class. And I had this really great teacher, Mr. Drake, who was, like, very chill and really intuitive. And he had said to me, like, hey, like... You look really upset. Like, you're always happy when you come here. Like, what's going on? And I was like, I just got out of a meeting with my counselor, and they basically told me not to apply to college. And he was like, what? Like, seriously? He's like, you're so talented. Like, don't you have a portfolio together for school? And I was like, no. Like, what's a portfolio? Like, I was just so out of the loop as to, like, what I should be doing to prepare myself for school because I was just so inundated with everything that I had to There's do. There's so much you have to do, and, and if it's you don't not have like, help, right. right help. And it's, it's not like my mom intentionally did that. Like, she had to do what she had to do to, like, pay the bills and put clothes on her back and food on the table. So when you're 17 years old, you think you know everything. When I started having teachers that were really excited and passionate about helping me grow, I remember staying after school a few days a week to sit with Mr. Drake and Mrs. Cook. They were my art teachers. And we put a portfolio together. They helped was me. your art teachers. Yeah. They helped me put like a portfolio together. I applied to a few colleges and I got in. So I was like, I could do this. So from that moment on, I always think about that. It's like a teaching moment. Don't ever tell somebody they can't do something because you are the only one that controls your destiny. Like if you believe you could be the next president, then just do it. Like you could seriously do anything. So I feel like taking that negative and turning it into a positive is how I've gotten by. Cause like it hasn't always been easy. Do you, do you think you would have if it weren't for these teachers that stood by you and helped you? I don't, you know, I honestly don't. Like, I think that they were so inspirational in the way that they approached and the way that they, you know, showed compassion and they saw how hard I was working and they, they wanted to help. Um, and without their help, I probably wouldn't have moved on to go to school. Like, not a four-year anyway. That's like, why a teacher just... It's hard, but you always have to be on because that, that's such a, it, it could have been a trivial nothing moment where he just right. says hi to you in pottery class. But yeah. he, he It actually took the moment, a moment to like, listen. And you don't get a lot of people like that. But when you do find those people, those are the moments that you always remember and cherish. I mean, you're a teacher. Like, think about that. Like, oh, uh, I think, no, no. You know? I think about that throughout right. my like, life. So what I'm saying is like. You, pro- I, you probably I, think about that every day. Like, how can I make an impact in a child's life that's positive? Hour by hour. Yeah. If, I, if I find myself slacking for a second, you know, maybe I'm I'm sitting there and uh, I could be doing so, which happens all the time. I'm just like, right. wait, I should be with that one kid and he really needs help with that. You know, you all, I just always want to be on 100%, which, you know, at right. times, you know, it's, it's impossible. But, like, all teachers should feel that way, that they always want to do their best. Because yeah. you've got kids. They, if they anybody was to tell my child that, like... Not even to bother, I would be in the school. I would be the parent losing my mind because they literally you said, be "Were those your words?" Like, don't literally. Bo- they like, said, "Don't bother." Probably don't even like. It was like maybe you should probably not bother applying to a four year. Like, just go to the two year if you can even do that. It just resonates like it's something that's forever like stuck in my brain. 
And I think it's just because like that is my that's my drive. Whenever somebody tells you you can't do something, like you always think I I mean it's silly, but like you think of positive things, you have good memories, but then like those bad ones like definitely stick with you. Yeah. I don't even think it's the memories, the good ones you remember. All you remember <laughs> is, well, no, what you remember is how people make you feel. Right. Like the memories of the bad ones, yeah, but in the end, you remember Mr. Um, Mr. Drake. Mr. Drake. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Mr. Drake. Yeah, um, he was the best. He passed away a few years ago. Oh, he was awesome. He was so awesome. I was going to ask if I can get him on the show. Um, yeah, our words are so important. Yeah. They, it's, th- it's super important. So uh, my dad was the same way. He was just really militant and um if he didn't like something he would just be like you could do better so like i feel like always hearing those voices in my head has been like a push to do better although i wish that it was more positive like hey you're you're doing a great job and you could do even better if you strive to do x y and z instead of like remembering the not so good stuff to get you to the good place yeah but look at the stuff you're doing i mean it's awesome it's you have to think what whatever it is they're memories that are making it so the memories right. are over they're memories that are they're things that have already happened so they are what they are but whatever you need to do to get that juice to get you motivated to do these amazing things you're doing and the kids that you're raising and the work that you're doing with the football team and speaking at events um whatever gets you there and if it sucks that those things happen but look what it's yeah. I mean, it encouraged me to, first of all, nobody paid for college. I had to take out loans to pay for school. So Loans, huh? Um, you know. You're still I, paying them back? I'm still, I will be till I'm like dead. Are you really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have like 50 grand left. It's oh fine. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Um, so awful. So originally I went to the Art Institute in Philly and I did not like it. Like I was going for fashion design and then I just... I don't know what it was. It was just a disconnect. I was traveling to Philly every day. Hated the commute. Um, That's a different kind of people that you have to work with. Yeah. It's... I it, lived in New York City. I Yeah. It. I mean, I was brought up here. So, like, you see how it is. And then you're thrown into the city. And I'm like, oh. what is happening? Like, this bad stuff happens? Do you know... <laughs> by the way, I'll cut this out if you don't know. Do you know who June Ambrose is? No. In New York City, Jay-Z, Beyonce's designer, Beyond no. X Factor. I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> no, tell me, because I'm well, interested now. Well, her, her kids were in my class. Oh, it's awesome. And, uh, yeah, she's a huge, I mean, probably the biggest in New York City, if not, like, top two. And I got my cousin, who's not from the city, an internship with her, which, That's like... That's awesome. It, That's, well, like, hard to come by. No, no, no. No, it, oh, It God. could have been awesome. Oh. Until you put the girl in the city... And they're not accepting. It doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what happened to me. I was literally, like... I remember calling my mom one day and I was like, mom, like I miss squirrels. <laughs> you know what? Wait, wait, wait a minute. What about the pigeons? I miss trees. I, you know. Times Square. <laughs> or wait, Times Square Central Park. Yeah. At that time, my classes were on 30th Street and 16th and Chestnut. And instead of like being like, hey, girl, maybe get on a bus. I was like, no, I'm going to walk. Like, it was a really far walk. I think I had like a coffee and like maybe a granola bar during the day. Like, I was barely eating because I was running from class to class. And my um, labs for fashion design were like at night. So, like, I would stay till like 11 o'clock at night, then have to get back on like the slow train, <laughs> New Jersey Transit. And I'd take it to Hamilton and get up the next morning oh. at 5 a.m. It was bad. So That sounds awful. And I started school a month after September 11th, so the city was, like, a way different place than it is now. Like, security was heightened, and it was it was scary. Like, you just, just the fear of the unknown was really scary. Like, we never experienced anything like that before September 11th. So, like, I remember literally walking up the steps off the, pa- you know, off the train, walking up the steps, and a police officer pulling me to the side and throwing, like, opening my bag up. I had, like, a sewing needle in there. I'm sorry, a sewing ruler that was kind of shaped like a like a candy cane, and he thought it was a weapon, so he searched my bag, and you know it was just a different time. Yeah, but I did it. I felt like I failed because I signed myself out with straight A's, mm. and I just didn't. I didn't want to do it. Like I was like, did fashion design's idea? not for me. Did you have an idea of what you want to do, or you were just like, I'm done. I'm out, and I'll figure it out. I love art. Like, I've always loved drawing. Like, that's been my happy place. When I was a kid, I would, like, literally sit in my room and draw for hours and, like, paint, you know, cray paws, any, any media you think of, like, to keep me busy. I just, it was an outlet for me. Um, so, 
when I came home, I was just like, I need to take a break. I worked for our family store, Jay Morano and Sons, for about like three or four months until I got into um, ACC. So again, you know, like I'm like, great, like I'm at that two year college where the, you know, my counselor told me I was going to end up, but if I was lucky and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so, but the thing was like ACC is a great school. Like there are some phenomenal teachers there. Um, So I got my associate's degree in liberal arts after I was finished there. I got accepted into Rutgers and I got accepted into um, Stockton. So I decided to go to Stockton. It was cheaper. It was closer. I didn't want to live at school. So I lived at home. When I got to Stockton, I took a few graphic design classes because it was like part of my, you have to take so many art classes when you're an art major. Um, And that was hard for me because I was like, first of all, in 2000 and let's see, three yeah 2003 or 2004 computer design in itself was like a whole new being like I never touched photoshop until I started college like it's not like now where kids are like making stuff on I was gonna say was photoshop even a thing when we were in college yeah so like um the professor I had was like you really have like a good eye for this and you know, I think you're doing a great job. Like, is this something you're interested in? And I was like, I think I want to be an illustrator. Like, I really like drawing. And they were like, you're not going to find a job. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, that's <laughs> false because there's definitely illustrators so, out there. But, I mean, it's it was kind of like a boy, good push. Oh boy, Lori, I know. You've got some real motivators People in your life. People love telling me, that, no, don't do it. Yeah. So well, I'm look what it's jump. done for you. Here you go. Yeah. So, um, Bring it on. So, I did. I actually... Really loved being in the computer lab. I started like becoming obsessed with like finishing projects and learning as much as I could. Um, Web design was not my thing. And at that time, it was a separate major, you know. Like now, Mm. if you go to school for graphic design, you're getting web design too. Um, But they used to be two separate things. So I finished um, school in December 2006 at Stockton. I uh, graduated with my bachelor's in graphic design, visual communications. And I had a really hard time finding a job. Like, <laughs> like the irony, right? You're like, but you said if I was an illustrator, I wouldn't find a job. Yet here I am as a graphic designer. I'm really having a hard time. <laughs> so I worked at Bath and Body Works full time as a uh, key holder, just like a part time manager while I was in college, pay for college. And I stayed there for a year before I found my first design job. And my first design job was like $10 an hour. It was like a pay decrease from what I was making just to get started and it was like a mom and pop shop print shop which if you've ever worked in one it's kind of just like you get random clients um you basically do what they ask you to do it's not like a creative and functional thing it's more like I want this invitation to look like you want to be creative yeah I just like kept an eye out (laughs) I saw a um job ad for the Miss America organization and I was like oh that's that's interesting. Like, I'll just apply. And I applied and I got a phone call like two weeks later and I was like, what? Like, I don't even have enough stuff in my portfolio. Like, okay. I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> okay. So if you don't know, I know you obviously at this point know Lorraine has, she currently works for the Eagles. She has, I'm not going to say what ring it is, but she has oh, a yeah. very special ring that I will be trying on later in this okay. episode. I won't open it yet. No, no, no. This is like a cliffhanger here. <laughs> okay. So we are going to talk. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned as we're going to talk Eagles, football, and you worked for Miss America, which blows my mind. I did. And I had to properly wave and everything. Oh, my God. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> Commercial break, and then we're going to get to blowing minds. Sue, welcome back to the Pillars. Thank you. We missed you. <laughs> Hey, there is an awesome event coming up at your gallery. Please explain. So excited. Um, December 6th, I'm going to have three different events all at one time. And it should be a lot of fun. I'm having three? Yeah. Oh, what are the three? I'm having an art opening with Larry Agnello, who does assemblage art like myself, but a whole different style. And then I'm doing a grand opening of Murder of Crows Nesting Decor, my new business. And I'm giving away like 20% off on everything, and we're raffling off Corner Hang, if you've seen. Oh, wait, you're talking about the thing in the window? Yes. (gasps) Okay, guys, it's official. I am definitely going to be at this event. Let me know if you're going to be there, too, because it is going to be awesome. You're not going to want to miss it. December 6th, is that a Friday? Yes, Friday around, uh, we're starting at 6, but, 
you know, we're going to be going for a while. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be having fun. Babysitter night, would you say? Yes, definitely. All right. Adult. All right, guys. Adult. We will see <laughs> you there. Um, yes. So I started working for the Miss America organization in like 2005, I think. That's I'm going to go with that. Crazy. Oh, world. no, I didn't. No, I graduated college in 06. So it was like definitely like 08. Okay. Um, but it is a crazy experience. Um, I was really excited but nervous because when I was a kid, I watched the pageant. And I remember like all my friends talking about going to the Miss America parade, which I had never been to. I know. I grew up around I here. I know like, it's a thing. Oh, yeah, like huge. Like the contestants would dress up and like go down the boardwalk on cars and it would be like, hey, show me your shoes. It was like this whole iconic thing. I could talk about Miss America history for hours, but I don't want to bore you. So you definitely have to look it up. I love my America. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, honestly, like that's a world that is very unfamiliar it's to me. Well, it was to me too. And I, and, and that's just it. I just wanted to do something that was different. And I was excited and scared because when you look at a large organization like that, mm. you know, you feel a little like, I don't know if I could do this, but I was like, I could do this. Like, I'm going to show them what I have and hell yeah, I could totally do this. And I did, I got the job. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would have freaked out and not, not yeah. gone for it. Apparently I was one of the only people that went with my portfolio, which I thought was crazy. So your portfolio was like your artwork that you showed. Talking them. about a uh, professional, you're professional. Right. I was totally professional at like what? 27 or 28 years old. It was a great job. I worked with a lot of great women, and I learned a lot about an organization that I had no idea about. Miss America started in 1921. The pageant started to extend the boardwalk season in Atlantic City. So it, it's, like, super historic. They have great archives with amazing memorabilia. Um, Is it and still a big thing? It's still a thing, yeah. Okay. I mean, I ha I'm not part of the organization anymore so i'm not sure like what how crazy like? busy it is wonderful some of these girls are so talented like some of them are aspiring to be doctors like really really and the thing is people are like oh it's like miss usa no that's like a completely oh, different pattern. we're talking about something different yes oh that i didn't know there's two okay what are we talking two about? different things miss america was the first pageant that started in atlantic city miss usa did not start in atlantic city Miss USA started because now historians, if I am wrong on this, don't judge me, but I'm, I'm going from memory. The here. pillars of Hamilton fact checkers are really harsh. <laughs> so be careful. I'm, I'm not sure what year, but there was a Miss America who refused to do a, um, appearance in a bathing suit. So that's like an, that's like a big event, right? So hence Miss USA was born. They were like, we're going to start our own pageant. And, that's what they did. It was strictly a beauty pageant. Miss America is a scholarship organization. So Get they yeah, they give women money to go to college. So when they win like when they're like in the pageant and if they're like first runner up, second runner up, third runner, they're getting money to go to college. So are they bringing in a completely different kind of person that the other pageant is bringing in or are I, they these I girls I can't say for sure. I am sure that there are very bright women that compete in Miss USA as well. Okay. But I think that the stigma around it is really sad. I was going to ask you about the stigma. Um, you know, I think that people are like, oh, beauty pageants are stupid. Like, it's it's something that's glitz and glamour. I don't get it. What it's I like thought, very, like, what I wanted to ask, can I ask you uh, yeah, absolutely. real quick? Like, I I think. It's definitely not. There's I'm more behind sure it. I'm sure it's not. But go ahead. But, of course, everyone's got their stereotypes in their head. Like, yep. the first thing that came to my mind was to ask you, you know, were these girls who were had stage moms growing up were they always in this life where they they didn't even go to school sometimes they were out on the road doing commercials or whatever right. it is that goes along with that so business they this is ignorance i don't know no i mean it's it's a fair question but all of these ladies come from a different background you have some that have competed in different systems for years of their life then you have some that actually become miss america that literally were only in two pageants prior like so there's no guarantee on how to win the pageant, but when they are crowned Miss America, they're not seen like at my time. First of all, the swimsuit competition, as far as I understand now is void. They don't even really? do it anymore for Miss America. Yes. And I'm unaware of the pageant date. I think it is coming up, but they've changed it a little bit, but they don't do appearances in their bathing suits. 
I'm trying to remember what the four points of the I crown mean, is the whole for. thing even sexualized at all, or is it just supposed to be about? <sighs> it's tough because originally, I mean, it's a pageant, and that's how it started. But that's not what it is now. It's more current, and these ladies, after they're crowned, they do really great things. Like we had a partnership with Children's uh, Hospital of Philadelphia, Children's Miracle Network. So these ladies do hospital visits. They have a platform. Their platforms could be anything from, like, eating disorders to human trafficking to education. And really, that year that they serve is the year where they tell their story. And they advocate for what they believe in. So I worked with some really amazing Miss Americas that were very young, but they had a really great journey in the sense, like, one of our Miss Americas had an eating disorder and she talked about her recovery and she started her own foundation and raised awareness. So like her year of service, she she became an advocate for that platform. But then she also visited hospitals and spent time with children and she did appear- public appearances. So their year is full of travel. They travel every day. This is why I do the podcast. And <laughs> learning stuff about a world that's probably unfamiliar <laughs> to 99% of the people listening to this podcast. For sure. Um, and then you're probably like, well, what did a graphic designer do all I, year? That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so we, you know, I designed the website. I um, took care of the back end support, which was like forms for the states and locals. Because before they get to Miss America, there's local pageants. You have to win a local pageant to get to a state pageant. And then when you're in a state pageant, that's when you win that, you go to Miss America. So there's different levels. Did you Photoshop any of the girls' pictures? Photoshopping was part of the job. Not too much, but I did. Okay. Another stigma behind it, and I might be wrong about this, but I feel like a stigma behind it is that it's sending the wrong message to girls about what it means to be beautiful. Am I wrong about that? And I, I, this is coming from a dude who's just heard things. You know, I, I, this is not my own personal opinion, but I feel like I have to ask because I feel like people it's a tough question. feel that way. It's a tough question. I think a lot of people see it as women being sexualized and like that's not exactly what it is. And I find that the people that are um, quick to judge aren't the ones that know the facts and they don't want to know what's behind, you know, what they're doing. Like if my kids ever wanted to enter a pageant, I would persuade them to go towards the Miss America pageant so they would get some scholarship money. I'm not sure what the Miss USA contestants get. Like, if you could find a way to get money to go to school. And now they've changed the pageant. It's not a swimwear competition. Like, they're not parading around on stage in their swimwear. I honestly have not watched the past two years. But, you know, they ask really hard questions. Anything from politics to, you know... And such and such. Did you ever see that one? Some I did. I did. And that, that was question? also Miss USA Kentucky. Oh, that poor girl. What <laughs> they ask her about why certain kids in the I have no, in the it, country didn't it, have materials. It and, was not good. But oh, if I, you guys get a chance, Miss America fail, I guess. Maybe that would be it. Oh, it my like, goodness. That was, poor girl. Yeah, it was like Miss Universe contestant. It was a shame. It was a tough one. <laughs> it was a tough answer. <laughs> but the Miss America organization as a whole was a great organization to work for. And once I started like seeing like what the roots of the organization were about and all the good that they did, it was exciting to be a part of it. And I think that it broke the stigma. Like I was easy cool. to talk. T- like it was easier to explain to people that it's not just like, you know, you're not parading around in your bathing suit to like win money or a car. Like. There's more to it than just swimwear. They have talent. They perform a talent on stage. Some of these girls are, like, amazing singers. Um, We had, like, an Irish step dancer one year that literally brought the house down. Like, just crazy. The more I think about it, the more I think about how nerve-wracking the whole experience must be. And and it's not like they're going out there and just doing one thing. They're going out there doing a wide variety of very different things. And people don't see, like, it's... It's a whole two weeks that lead up to that event. Like, these girls, they're so busy preparing. And really, like, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. Like, there's an interview where they ask a lot of questions um, that you don't see on TV that's not televised. That I believe is a big part of it. Um, So they have to make sure these girls are well-rounded and they're advocates and they're smart. And they're going to spread a message. if one of your daughters did want to do it? I know you'd be gung ho about the uh, about maybe scholarship money, but would you be gung ho about the experience? Like, hey, this would be a really good experience for yeah, your Yeah, I mean, these 
these ladies have amazing stories and there's a lot of travel involved. They're learning different places they go. Um, some of them have, some of the Miss Americas were really lucky enough to be part of the USO where they've gone over and they've like met troops and raised spirits. Like a lot of good came with it. Too. Yeah. You're a good spokesperson for them. Uh, I try. Do you miss the world <laughs> at all? Or? I do. I like, I met so many wonderful people in that organization and I learned a lot. Like, I didn't really necessarily know a lot about photography, but I had to work with photographers to stage photo shoots for magazines that I was creating. Um, so I got to, like, my, the, my favorite part of the job was when we did the pageant books for the competition, I would be able to pick my wardrobe with whatever gown sponsor we were working with and then actually say, like, I want to do this, this, and this in this location. And we would work it out. So I was art directing at a really young age and then seeing my like concept come to life. And it was a, it was like an overall process. It was very cool. Do you ever like want to go to that guy, your counselor, and just be like, hey, do you remember what you said to me? I think that, no. You, you know what? Like, that. I want to let it go. Like, I, I think it would be, it w- I would do a disservice to myself to be the person that goes crazy on somebody for something they there's said. a reason he said that to you it's probably like his own personal issues who knows what he was personally going through yep. at that time i yeah of course in your head you're like i wish i could just show him this super bowl ring and be like you thought i'd never graduate <laughs> college but on the other hand it's like a learning experience because if i didn't have that bad experience i don't think i would have grown yeah i worry about it <laughs> i like the way you talk about that Try. i do okay um <clears throat> And, and you just gave away a total spoiler. I know. Sorry, guys. The ring <laughs> is the friggin' Super Bowl I, ring. Right. So I brought my Super Bowl ring, and I told Sam, I was like, you've got to try it on. This is I want so crazy. I never to, thought. I want him to tell everybody how oh. it feels to be a champion. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so heavy. White gold. Look at this. Diamonds. Emeralds. Those are real diamonds. Yeah. It's. Probably the most expensive thing I own. Hey, Lorraine, I gotta go to the bathroom. No way, buddy. No way. All right, I'm gonna put it on. I'm putting on my wedding finger because. Uh, Does it fit? Cool. Look at. I, I like a glove. I know. I got it for. They told the ladies in the organization to get it fitted for their middle finger because it's so heavy. It needs to be balanced. It's heavy. This fits me like a glove. <laughs> I need to be alone with this ring right now. People, this first of all, it's covering. My, it's on my ring finger. It covers from one knuckle all the way to the other knuckle. Yep. It it basically is kind of covering half my pinky you and middle finger. You can't, like, close your fingers, right? Like. Oh, my gosh. People if, are like, why don't you wear it? I was like, it's very uncomfortable. I No, I, I would rock this <laughs> so hard. I've, like, worn it to, like, speaking engagements when I've uh, talked to school. Oh, come on. Don't t- tell me you just go to Kashiano's every now and then and you're just like, <laughs> Actually, hey, what's up, Tracy? And you scratch your face. No, and it's like, Tracy has tried my ring on. I said, here, like, go ahead and try it on. And she's like, seriously, I got to take a picture for my dad. And she was really pumped. And I let some, like, strangers try it on in there, too. That's the best part of the Eagles. Like, it's always family. Like, that ring touches so many people's hearts. Like, What do you mean that the Eagles are, f- it's like family? Like, let me ask you something. Well, you're not an Eagles fan, right? Like, Well, I'm, I've always been a mixed martial arts and wrestling fan. But All right, um, but like say your favorite wrestler growing up, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan or something. Mm-hmm. Do you, you like Hulk Hogan? As a kid, maybe. Of course. There's there's this, what do you call it? There's this connection. You better show me that ring. What ring? <laughs> I'm what, putting what, it on the ring? table. All right. I'll keep it up here, but it's not coming off yet. I'm not ready. I feel like it's, it's a common ground. Like if, if you see somebody with an Eagles hat on or a sweatshirt, like I always hear crazy things like go birds or like go Eagles or yeah, I hope we get without wind today. It's like, it's this family feeling. And that ring is just the same thing. Like that ring to me means so much because that was probably, that was a really hard work year. Like not only did the team work, but our whole organization worked so hard to like, do everything that we usually do on a game day, make everybody have a positive experience. And that ring, it just, I don't know. It's just like happiness. It encapsulates. Yeah. Encapsulates and the, uh, I share that ring wherever I go because everybody should be able to experience the excitement of trying it on. Wow. 
I mean, I'm like I said, I'm, I, you know, my last I'm, name's in the side. I of know. It. I was just looking. I was like, no <laughs> way. You have that engraved in there. And then if you take the ring off and you look inside of it, get out of here. What's on the inside? Read it. 2017 Eagles 41 to 33. Super Bowl score. 38-7, Yeah. So that would be our. That would be the championships that we won before we got into the Super Bowl. Next to my uh, wedding band, this is the greatest ring of all time. <laughs> No right, doubt. right. No doubt. Why did you get one though? I didn't realize. I figured just the, the whole organization the got them. So what does everyone that in the organization. I we mean, pay taxes on our ring. How much have you paid for this ring? A lot, but like it was the first Super Bowl the Philadelphia Eagles ever won, so I needed to have that ring. No, this is ridiculous. I know. I've never seen one in person, and the fact that you brought it here for me to wear—it's amazing. This is incredible. Yeah, it's like it's like dark in here, and it's sparkling all over the place. Thank you for this. Just go put it under the light. Like, wait, hold on. I'll be right back, Lorraine. Let's talk to them about stuff. <laughs> I don't think oh. Sam is bringing my ring back. So, if anybody would like to tell the Hamilton Police Department that I think this gentleman oh might God, be stealing my ring. It's so sparkly. <laughs> wow. It's awesome. Very intense. Some emeralds in there, too. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Here. Well, very cool. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't ask you, right, the good questions. People would have just been like, I what's mean, he talking about? So, like, so, you could ask me some questions. I'll see if I can answer them. The only, yeah, that's right. So there's certain questions you can answer, certain you can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, due to, what, we'll see what they are. All right. Well, I reached out to Hamilton Eagle fans, and these <laughs> are the questions. A lot of them had the ex- actually the same questions. Okay. I love the current logo, but... Would you change back to the Kelly Green? Any possibility of that ever happening? This is a question we get all the time, and I honestly do not have an answer for you. Like, our midnight green is our green right now. So, was that just one person's choice? Like, hey, I'm going to switch it to this green. When Jeffrey Lurie bought the organization, he changed the color to midnight green. Okay. This question leads to the next. What do the players think? Do the players even care, or do the players prefer one over the other? That's a good question. I genuinely have no response for that. I think that they would be happy to wear the Eagles mark, no matter what the color is, because it's just awesome to play for the NFL. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, seriously, what yeah. are we, two? Like, <laughs> wear your I mean, Kelly green or whatever awesome. green it is. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> I don't think the answer to this is can even be yes due to the year, but okay. <laughs> someone was very adamant. Okay. <coughs> Benot. Um, are you... <laughs> okay. To blame for the 2007 blue and yellow throwback. No. I I didn't work there in 2007. So, no. Those are a throw... Like, that's a throwback jersey. I, again, I really hope that my history is not completely wrong. But, like, I believe that... So, those two colors make Kelly green when you mix them together. The blue and the yellow. And I think that's where the Kelly green color came from on the jerseys but i'm not sure why they went yellow and blue okay i think it has something to do with the flag the philly flag okay what does he like the jersey or i don't no? know the way he said it the he tone, sounds kind of annoyed well it is the way he texts <laughs> okay. it's very hard to read ben, ben i'm very I. sorry if you're disappointed um if you're excited no, it's okay ben can suck it up okay <laughs> ben, if you're excited i know that they have them in the pro shop oh yes ben. Trip There's the also Kelly Green Pro Shop jerseys. Oh, yeah? Well, and yeah, of course, Lorraine can give you discounts. No, I cannot. <laughs> no, I cannot. People are always asking you for stuff, aren't they? It's funny. Yes, but there are some things like, um, you know, if people reach out for a really good cause, like the Cancer Society, like we've helped them get stuff for a basket to raffle off so they can raise some money. That's something. Okay, I'm going to mention this afterwards because yes. this was an important thing um, okay. I heard from. You still uh, have the ring? What's up? You still have my ring. What ring are you talking about? <laughs> um, okay. Coolest. I don't know if you can say No, this. go ahead. You this can, is just your opinion. Let's see. Though. Let's see. Coolest eagle you have ever met in person. I think all of them are pretty cool. But Brandon Graham is the most outgoing eagle that I've ever talked to. He's very um, family oriented. He has two little children. He's just super friendly guy. Like when he, um, when he got his exciting news that he was coming back. This year, he's, like, high-fiving and hugging everybody in the cafeteria. Like, just genuinely nice guy. All right. Super cool. Um, And what about, I don't even know who he is, but is Carson Wentz really that nice? Yes. Um, Just a genuinely nice person. And he's really good with kids. 
Oh, all right, sounds like a good guy, whoever he is. <laughs> and <laughs> finally, yes, this wait, is it. Wow. Yeah. All right, this isn't a lot. I know. I I didn't get that many. No, you're it, good. It was also fast. Next question. I hope that like my laughing isn't like most of the podcast. <laughs> no, the because more it's laughing, just, like, the better. No. Sick laugh, like. <sighs> if you have any, who mm-hmm. are your favorite celebrity football players? I found that to be a weird question, but I mean, can players I are if, literally celebrities, right? right? So, who are your favorites? Like, I guess we should stick to. I'm the gonna Eagles. go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with like throwback players. So I love Harold Carmichael. He was my dad's favorite um, football player, and when I first started working for the organization, um, this really friendly guy was upstairs, and he was um, talking with everybody, and then I was, like, listening, because when I first started, I had a a cube, and then I heard somebody say, Harold, and I looked up, and this guy is towering over my cube, and he's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And it was Harold Carmichael, and I was like, holy cow, like, this is real life, like, this is happening. (laughs) Um, and I have to be completely honest, like I liked football, right? I still don't know everything about football. Like my husband's still like explaining everything to me. Like he'll get mad if we're watching something. He's like, oh, did you see that? And I'm like, no, I didn't. But you work for the Eagles. It's amazing. (laughs) I made graphics when they like, you know, they reach these crazy goals or like social media stuff, like wallpapers and are you in charge stuff. of social media? No, I'm not. That is a whole different beast. Oh, okay. Um, I just take care of the graphics. So the biggest projects I've done lately are, if you go to the stadium, there are four graphics outside of the stadium that are on the side of the walls. I've designed those. That's all you, huh? Yep. And then the new wrap for our Eagles Autism Foundation that's on the inside of the bowl. We call it the bowl wrap. I did that this year. It was a really big project and for a super good cause. Eagles Autism Foundation is a new foundation started this year, um, but we started the Eagles Autism Challenge about two years ago. Wow. And it's a, it's like a bike, run, walk um, to raise money for autism and it's an amazing cause that's fantastic yeah so i do everything like digital billboards like that you see for the game like where it's like you know telling you what time the game is on we do those um we do like social graphics that are record-breaking career stats um in game we create the uh score graphics we don't plug them during the game. Our social template does. They're the ones editing them. Mm. But we create the look and feel of them. Same thing with the website. Like, look and feel we create. But we have a web de- a web developer that's actually developing the site. You know, this isn't a question that actually happened uh, that was given to me. If What's the question that you get the most from Eagles fans? And Because uh, I'm probably not even asking it. What's something you get the most that you actually... Do you see the players? Mm. And the answer is yes. Like... We are in the same building. I work in the Novacare complex. Um, football is on one side of the building, and the the rest of the organization is on the other. But we intermingle. We eat lunch together. Um, it's literally a family. Like it doesn't matter if you're talking to Jeffrey Lurie or if you're talking to like somebody in the HR department or a player. We're all very much on the same level. Where it's hey, how are you? And you just keep going. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. That's really awesome. And I can be, I, this is a good story. So when I first started working there, it was my third day. And as most of you know, I have like a coffee problem. So I went <laughs> down and <laughs> I how got many, my how coffee. Many cups a day? How many cups? Like five. five. I, I don't, I know. Let's like not even discuss this. I am out of control. You am paying Linda's rent. <laughs> right. <laughs> Luckily, at work, they have an espresso machine that I've learned how to use, so I'm like gold, but I love my Cassiano's coffee. <laughs> um, but for the two mornings, I saw the same guy getting coffee, and he asked if I was new one day, and I said, yes, and he said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a graphic designer. What do you do? And he said, I play football. And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, Jason Avant. And I was like, oh my God, my husband has your jersey. It's so nice to meet you. And he's like, it's okay. We all have helmets on. Like, <laughs> And I walked upstairs and I was just like, oh my God, what an idiot. Like, it's hard because, you know, you see these guys on the field, you see their number, you see the name on the back of their jersey, but like you don't even always see their face. And somebody that's not like, that wasn't like an obsessed fan when I started, 
I didn't know half of them were players. I mean, if they towered over me, which I'm not a small person, <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a player. That's a player. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, <laughs> it just still makes me laugh to this day. Like, I'm like, oh, great. You have graphic design. You play football. Also, no. I'm so embarrassed. I, had, I have a similar situation in wrestling where I was concussed and I was talking <laughs> to a wrestler next to me after the show. And he's telling me, you did good, brother. I would work on this and work on that. And finally, I'm coming to and I'm like. Brother. Eh, was it Hulk Hogan? Brother. Well, in that generation, I, went, I was like, oh, by the way, Macho man, I'm sorry, man. I didn't, closer, oh I was God. like, I didn't even catch your name, man, well, uh, my, I'm Sam, he's like, yeah, it's Jake, and I was just like, Jake? He's like, the snake? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Jake? <laughs> it's so embarrassing when you have those moments where you're like, uh, I was of concussed. course I knew. I was concussed. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, before we get to the chat pack, there's one yes. pillar who had some good things to say about you, someone I have a lot of respect Aww, for. Do you know Christ, Christy Schlayer? Yes. Yeah. Her daughter, Gabby, is adorable. Did you hear her on my I podcast? Do. I, 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 know I listened to that one today, and I, I Are like, they messaged her on her wall, and I was like, Gabby is amazing. Like She's literally my spirit animal. <laughs> my middle child is a lot like Gabby, just very outgoing and like, just... I. Okay, so, like, I'm not going to curse, but, like, our middle child, we call her no Fs Lily because she just doesn't care. And, like, I wish I could be Lily. If I could be anyone, I would be Lily because she just doesn't give a shit. And she just says what she wants, and she's a free spirit. And I very much see that with Gabby. And, you know, I, Christy touched my heart because I I saw her story. I met Christy um, at the cooking classes in town. I just needed something to do with my kids, like, on a few days I had off. And... She was teaching the courses um, at the Hamilton Family Center. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, awesome. Free program. Like, so cool. Of course cool. she does. Christy, we didn't even talk about it. She's awesome. And um, she had mentioned that there was a benefit for her daughter. And then I, I had, I said, oh, okay. I, what did, you know, what is the benefit for? And she had explained. Um, the beef and beer. Yeah. And I asked her if she needed anything to auction off. And, you know, it just touched my heart because her daughter's so little and she's such a uh, amazing kid and i can't magic. even yeah i Magical. can't even imagine as a parent the anxiety and worry that she goes through every day so like it's not to me it wasn't even doing anything incredible but like we got some things together for her to often uh, auction off for the beef and beer and she stopped by my house to pick it up and i never met gabby before but she ran up to me with open arms and hugged me and she was like thank you so much and tell the eagles i love them and i was like oh my god like she's just contagious and i hope super contagious yeah Anyone she's gonna have her own podcast around. oh she's gonna she be can a take YouTube this one. Celeb. she can take this one <laughs> yeah. she would kill it um but tell them what you gave you gave a football with all the signatures yeah, right? i gave a football with um i honestly forget which player had signed the ball and it was like a certificate of authenticity but yeah, anything that would help them raise a little money for her. It's awesome. Dog. You rock. And um, I'm ready for the chat pack if you are. Okay. All right. And I've heard this is like random questions you're going to ask. So I have, come out of cards. I have, um, si I have six here. Okay. You're going to probably pick about two. Okay. Best of luck. All right. Should I like close my eyes? Well, this that's up to you. Everyone has their different style. If you could write the script for one episode of any TV show, which show would you choose? Okay, so I don't get to watch much TV, but probably Modern Family because they're crazy. And Phil Dunphy is, like, hilarious and reminds me a lot of my husband, John, too. And I think Ellen said the same thing about I was going to say husband. two podcasts in a row? Yeah, but, like, it's a it's funny. That show is amazing. Wait, is the same guy who reminds you of someone, the same yeah. person, Ellen? When she was talking about this, I was like, oh, my God. I say my husband, John, reminds me of Phil Dunphy all the time with, like, the bad jokes and, like, just... We've got to get these two together. They, they're they probably going to be the best friends that ever were. The best dad joke <laughs> friends of all time. So I would say Modern Family. Okay, cool. Are you down for one more? More than any other, what skill do you wish you were better at? That's a hard one. I know, because you got to pick, like, the number one. There's so many skills out I there. I wish I was a better speller. Oh. <laughs> that's really random. <laughs> but I'll, like, well, I'll spell something. I'm like, ooh, that's not. You were a poor student early on. Right. right? So, so basically, like. When you were learning spelling. <laughs> yeah. So thank God for autocorrect. Yeah. Thank God for it's autocorrect. It's a good thing. Yeah. It is a really good thing. And you're a good thing. Thank you so much for coming on Anytime. Here. This is awesome. Like, I feel so bad. I basically, like 
you know, talk the whole time. That's what podcasts are for, right? What did you want to do? <laughs> tap dance? Yeah. No, here's some uh, magazines. This is what I do. Oh, rad. Game so, day magazines? Uh, yeah, game day magazines. What do you mean this is what you do? So you put So I designed together? that book. Uh, every home game, we design this book. Cool. These are really cool for, like, yeah. the uh, coffee table. Very cool collector items. This year, we have a player on the front with their autograph. Um, inside, we have some pull-out posters. Thank you so Great much. Stories. This is yeah. rad. Very and, cool. And um, do you have anyone that you would like to give a shout-out to before you head out? Uh, I would like to thank my husband, John Griffiths, for taking care of our kids um, so I can have this career. Because it takes an hour to get to Philly every day and an hour to get home. So that's two hours out of my day that he's with the kids by himself. So, um, you know, he gets them home. He makes sure their homework's done, gives them a snack, gets them ready. Like, he's a great dad, and I just hope he knows how much I appreciate him for letting my dream come true. Also, I love my whole family. So shout out to everybody. Yeah. My sisters, Laura, Amber, my mom, Joe, and mama. Two-hour commute, huh? No wonder you got <laughs> to like, hear some well, yeah, podcasts. Back and forth is like, Ugh. Is that where you hear the podcasts? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I really All right, <laughs> just for the record, I'm, I'm making it official. I am taking the ring off. I and forgot. I'm and you know what? I like <laughs> legit forgot about it. Like, oh, God. With it. Oh. <laughs> but All seriously, right. like, this I would was die. <laughs> and I'd be rich. Right? <laughs> All right, Lorraine, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was awesome.